0: Welcome back everybody. It's Wednesday, episode 72 of the Below Average Joe's MMA podcast. Per usual, the boys, we're here.
1: We're back in town.
0: It's me, Noah, and I'm joined by always. (laughs) I'm joined as always (laughs) by my lovely co-host Dominic Salee. How are Mm. you doing midway through the week?
1: You know, it's hum day. And quite frankly, it's the best day of the week on the podcast. I'm just kidding. Every day we're bringing a podcast; it's the best day of the week. Yeah, I, I, let's be I, honest. Yeah, you gotta got the you listeners know. know that when they don't hear us in the morning, in the evening, during their lunch break, they're feeling an emptiness inside. <laughs> you know, yeah, at least that's I, what I envision in I my would, head. <laughs> man, those probably are some, not accurate. There's some big,
0: <laughs> big pants to fill there. Probably not accurate. However, it is Wednesday, and because yes. of that, everyone should be aware. This episode's a little bit extra special. As always. And that's because we're doing a part two.
1: It's been a little bit.
0: It has been. This is a series we started back uh, around Christmas time, I want to say.
1: Yeah, this was the last episode of 2020, as a matter of fact, was this one, I think. I think you might be right. Yeah.
0: This or that. We love this one, huh? I'm a big proponent of this one. I love it. And And you have very much... Supported it as well. The concept is: me and Dominic are going to go back and forth, presenting the other person two options. Two, relating to MMA. Yes. This or that. Which option do you take? And then we explain why, and we talk about it. Have a little open discussion about the options. That's the best part about You're it. Right. This. right. Yeah. It just opens up an opportunity for us to talk about things that either maybe aren't necessarily making headlines. Or things that maybe aren't even that realistic, but just fun to talk about. Mm -hmm. You know, most of what we do is relating to the modern day. What's what's going on the news? You know, what's what's hot off the presses? The fight nights. You know, we're recapping them, we're previewing them. It's very in the moment Mm -hmm. a lot of times. So these special episodes, we wanted this. We wanted to branch out, do things that could. You know, we have classic pay per view reviews where we look back, and now we have concepts like this where it's they're just a little bit more fun. I think.
1: Yeah, Wednesdays are just. Special. They're fun days. Fun days. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> but
0: honestly, I think we're just ready to get in I here. think we
1: go right now. Okay. And I'm going first. Oh, you're going first. Alright. So here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Now, if you watch this or that part one, if you haven't, we do highly recommend checking it out. Yeah. It's a very top tier. I,
0: I was a big fan of it.
1: Um, we did all fights that we want to see in 2021. Right. That was the sole theme. Now, going forward, we can kind of do whatever we want. We're going to still propose a lot of what, like, do you want, like, this fight better or this one, so on and so forth. But there's going to be a couple little fun lobs that might not even be fight-related. You know, just squeak them in there, make it a little more fun. But I will start with a fight, just to be a little traditional here. Now, I don't have big, star-studded super fights. Okay. I got some ones that I'm just curious to see get your thoughts on. Again, that's one of the reasons we do this. And if you're listening, by the way... Get ready to leave a voice message. Oh. And let us know which one you think. This or that. Mm-hmm. This is this is yeah. big interacting yeah. for us. Yeah. We type might as well episode. go ahead and plug it right now yeah. too.
0: Based off what we talk about here, we want to get your thoughts. Exactly. Leave a voice message. We'll we'll play it during our Friday episode. Yeah on Friday. And we'll react to your thoughts on what we present here.
1: Yeah, you'll you'll kick the episode off for us. Nice. So yeah. anyway, it's in the link tree, okay? <clears throat> yep. We'll talk about that later too. Yep. First fight, we're going to men's bantamweight. Ooh. Now I and I steered away from anything I mentioned prior, so yeah. I had to do some digging and thinking. Yeah. This is a little trendy. It's a big division. Yeah. So of course Corey Sandhagen is going to be mentioned here, right. okay. and he's going to be mentioned in both fight options. Ooh, nice. Two different opponents. I'm big. I'm a big Sandman guy. Oh yeah. Number one, when we've talked about it before, does he welcome TJ all back? Okay. And that's the next fight, or and I know which one you're probably going to pick, but I think this is a fun fight that we haven't talked about, <clears throat> and that's why I put it down. Corey Sanhagen and Rob Font. We have not that's, discussed that.
0: <laughs> this is fun. This, this is fun. So Rob Font is ranked what now? Is he he's fifth? third now. Oh, he's third? Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Rob. I was not aware <laughs> of, your, of your leaps and bounds you've made. Hmm. So let's let's... Break this break down. Break it down. So Corey Sanhagen is easily the guy right now who is kind of, he's the one in waiting mm-hmm. in my eyes. Yeah. So you got the title fight that's literally coming up. Two weeks. Less two, than two weeks. Yeah, less than two weeks away. Uh, Peter Gallant def- in his first title defense against Aljamain Sterling. Corey Sanhagen, based off of his last two wins over Marlon Moraes and then that exceptional knockout of Frankie Edgar has inserted himself into being a tier above the rest, in my opinion. He is he is right below the title fight, but he is above the rest of the contenders. I yeah. think he is the next guy. The winner of the title fight should be fighting him next. However, it's not really how it goes usually. Now, for TJ Dillashaw, we have not seen him in a long time. Yeah, he's Met. in an interesting spot. Now, when he left, he, he popped for PEDs. Uh, EPO, to be exact, the Lance Armstrong drug. For those of you that aren't aware, two-year suspension.
1: It's now up. It's now he's up. Eligible. So he's
0: eligible to fight. So when he left, he was champion of the heavyweight yeah, division. He never
1: lost his 135-pound belt.
0: So the question becomes: <clears throat> For TJ, you know, what what kind of expectations do do we put on him? Do we immediately insert him into like a title eliminator? which, again, Sandhagen would make sense. Oh, yeah. Or does he have to kind of go maybe towards the back end of top ten, and then that probably leaves him maybe winning two fights before he gets a title shot. And then you got Rob Fott, who has quietly mm, yeah. really rose to the top of the ranks here. And, I mean, his biggest win of his career came in his last fight against Marlon Rice. Yeah. That being a win that him and uh, Sandhagen yeah. hold mutually to one another.
1: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Before that, beat Ricky Simone. Big yeah. on Ricky Simone. Yeah. And then um, Sergio
0: Pettis. Rankings-wise, it, it, it's obvious that it makes more sense to do San Hagen font. But at the same time, like it, it all comes down to what your expectations for TJ are to come back. Do you do you immediately insert him there, or like in the front forefront, or is he towards the back end? So a lot of that's on what TJ wants, yeah. too.
1: I think I'm still going to go San
0: Hagen-Dillashaw.
1: Stylistically... Both are so similar but also so different. TJ's just an all around He really. He he's really great everywhere. And fonts that great boxer, you know, out of the New England cartel up there with Calvin Cater and the likes of those guys. And you saw how brutal his knockout was against Morais. Sanhagen Hagen is so similar in my head, movement wise to Dominic Cruz. We've talked about mm-hmm. that before. Yeah. And I think that is why stylistically I think T J and Sanhagen, Hagen, man. That's so fun. Yeah, but so a, a low-key sleeper What I mean, Sandhagen San fought, I think, is very
0: fun on the feet. Yeah.
1: And not. And I think
0: that's where the fight would mostly stay, although...
1: We hardly ever get to see Corey work on the ground, but yeah. he is well So that's rounded. why I
0: think, I almost think that Sandhagen fought might end up being a better fight than Sandhagen dillashaw because I could see Dillashaw kind of, perhaps, if Sandhagen's wrestling capabilities aren't mm-hmm. up for it, I could see Dillashaw taking that fight to the ground a lot. Mm-hmm. And if Sanhagen's not able to respond, then you might get a bit of a snore of a fight, depending on how aggressive Dillashaw is on top or whatever.
1: You can't get much more well-rounded than Corey (laughs) Sanhagen and TJ Dillashaw in the same fight.
0: But I am going to go Sanhagen-Dillashaw. And the biggest reason is going to be for Corey. Now, Rob Fott, awesome fighter. Really love that he's kind of getting the shine Mm -hmm. that he deserves. However, he's still probably the least known guy in this top five, top six, top seven. Yeah, for sure. And therefore, Corey—he's still—he's—he's he's definitely making a name for himself. And that knockout of Frankie Edgar had a big part in that. That shit was all over Twitter that night. And Frankie Edgar being such a legend and big name, mm-hmm. TJ very well known fighter, especially now after his transgressions with yeah. EPO, he has became a very infamous fighter. Um. So I think this fight for Corey, I want to see him get that win where it's like Frankie Edgar, as big of a name as he is, I don't think people were really looking at Frankie as like a title challenger at Bantamweight. And in
1: that fight, I feel like everyone was picking Corey. I mean,
0: Frankie Edgar, former lightweight Mm -hmm. UFC champion, dropped down to featherweight.
1: Title challenger.
0: Title challenger. Multiple times. And then he dropped down to Bantamweight, but that was after 2 KO losses at featherweight first two times he had suffered a KO loss in his career. so And his debut at Bantamweight was very controversial. Yeah, and it just appeared his best days are behind him at this point. I think it's kind of safe to say, right? Mm-hmm. So, I think the Dillashaw fight gives Corey a chance to get a... Because, I mean, he already has credible... Win. I mean, the win over Marius was credible. But still... Not, like, but it's like over a former title holder. Yeah. And you win that... is you know, probably
1: the <clears throat> second best Bantamweight ever. Behind Dominic Cruz. Yeah. yeah. So, we'll put it that way. Yeah. yeah,
0: I mean, he might he might even have something to say to be number one. Right, yeah. My So, my thing is that I, that's what I want for Corey. I want that kind of, <clears throat> that notable guy who has been there, done that, been the title holder. You get that win, and there's, in my opinion, you still can't deny him that chance for the belt. Yeah. But, if Aljamain beats you Aljo just starched uh, Corey less than a year ago. Yeah. So if Corey were to get a win in this similar time frame I'm imagining over TJ Dillashaw, then what's there left for him to do to show that he's ready to take that on again? Mm -hmm. The font fight's fun. I think it makes a ton of sense considering they're number one and number three. No, two and three. three. But I, I honestly... I would rather see Fought fight Dillashaw than Corey fight Dillashaw. Really? Yeah.
1: Interesting. Like,
0: out of those two, like, I actually would actually pair the two that you didn't pair together. Yeah, I love it. Just because I think Fought needs that kind of shine even more than... Yeah,
1: he needs it more than Corey does right
0: now. But, regardless, that's not an easy fight. Dillashaw's not just some big name that's going to get starched. I mean, I think he might win either of those fights, but um, that's what I'm going to go with. I don't know if you have similar...
1: Yeah, I, if out of those two, I do like Corey and Dillshalk I just think that's the fight to make right now, with both guys seeming to be available. But and I, Corey I, wants it. That, that yeah. matters
0: a lot too. He's called for it. Uh, haven't quite gotten the same response yeah. from TJ's camp. And I
1: just thought it was interesting because we haven't really talked about Rob Font since he last fought, and especially him fighting Corey. So I just want to, to figure Nina throw mm-hmm. it out there. So, your turns.
0: Nice. So this one, I think I know where you're gonna go but I want to set it up and then let you.
1: We just know the, each other so well, you know? Yeah. The, the
0: viewers need to learn. right? Yeah. yeah. So Dana has been very clear about how it's became much harder to find a lot of these prospects due to the regional circuit, not really being a very, it's not quite as a, uh, there's not quite as many fights going on as there used to be, you know, before COVID we're starting to kind of pick back up, but He's made it clear that it's hard to find, you know, the level of talent they're looking for to bring into these, you know, Tuesday Night Contender or Ultimate Fighter, mm-hmm. or um, even bring him into something like LFA or whatever it might be. So, if this is kind of a an if scenario here, like if it became too hard for the UFC brass to to find these prospects to put across both of these shows would you rather have the ultimate fighter or would you rather have tuesday night Contest? oh Saints? wow and, Shit. It's not, and i think i know where you're gonna go here but there's a lot of
1: history for one and not so much for the other so i'm just presenting that,
0: man so if it became if it came down to it which one stays
1: I didn't think you were ready to just throw that on me.
0: <laughs> I thought this one might be easy for you, to be honest.
1: Oh, contender series. Yeah, that's what yeah, I was waiting yeah, for. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like call the cops, but but not for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, uh, yeah, contender series for sure. You just shocked me when you brought up like picking between the two. That's yeah. that's interesting. That's what we're saying, like making these different. So, the Ultimate Fighter, the reality TV show, you get two coaches that are fighters. They coach all of these guys out of the regional scenes. Uh, the fighters fight each other. They live in a house together, and then you get down to the final two guys. One becomes the ultimate fighter, and then inevitably the coaches, ninety-five percent of the time anyway, end up fighting one another. Yeah. One instance where they didn't: Conor McGregor, Uriah Faber. A lot just of times, yeah.
0: A lot uh, of times when it doesn't happen, it's because of like injuries yeah, or yeah. something. But yeah, sometimes. So
1: ninety-five percent just... of the time, they're supposed to fight each other. You know, DC and. Stipe for example the most recent season or one of the most recent seasons I think the most
0: recent was Kelvin and Robert Whittaker
1: it might have been and then
0: they've ended up not fighting yeah, either that's true but too. that that's injury right there
1: so uh you know the ultimate fighter is so fun so many legends out of there i mean season 1 especially man that's that's just
0: this is when you're talking about history you know yeah the, history for the, the us guys from season 1 really were kind of carrying yeah too, they not yeah. only saved it with the the we talked on and uh, Forrest griffin, griffin. But even some of the other names on there, they really, you know, some of these guys fought in title fights. You know, Josh yeah. Koscheck,
1: Diego Sanchez. Yeah, I know? mean, they, they've so been here.
0: So my whole point is that there's a lot of history with it. So do you kind of side with them because of history of it? You know, and plus they're talking about bringing it back, so it might still, It right now it's kind of feeling fresh. While when they stopped it, it was because it felt like it had run its course. Yeah. But then you got the New Blood and the I, Tuesday Night Contender.
1: I love the Contender series, dude. Yeah. I mean, I you, you are
0: it. the Tuesday Night Contender series guy. I can't guy. wait until it's back. Yeah.
1: So I can talk about it yeah. every time I'm recording. Yeah. And uh, so I would go Contender series. I love mm-hmm. the Ultimate Fighter, but I'm not big on reality TV. Mm-hmm. Not saying they like stage the Ultimate Fighter. I'm just not big on the reality TV concept as yeah. a whole. But Contender series, they find these studs out of the regional circuit. They pair them up in front of a small audience in the normal times without COVID. It was still yeah. only like 100 people there, which was cool to see that. It felt very regional. Yeah. yeah. And then now they fight, obviously, with nobody currently. And uh, there's something about like these contender series winners. I mean, look, just Macy Barber, for example, just co-mained UFC 258. Alex Perez fought for a title. There's They go on to do big things very quick. And Dan Ige headlining the yes. fight night. Yeah. They do things very quickly as compared to the Ultimate Fighter. Like, yeah, sometimes, like, for example, Matt Serra fought for a title. There are instances where they will go immediately into something big. But there's something about these. In the Contender Series, people are usually younger, more green. So they can mold these Contender Series vets or alums into their, like, they mold the character that they will become in the UFC to promote. Whereas in the Ultimate Fighter, they kind of build a character Mm -hmm. while they're on the show themselves. So the UFC can only do so much with it. There's just something about that regional feel to the Contender Series that I just love. And I can't wait for it to be back. That's a um, fun...
0: I'm going to side the same way. Really? Um, I am a Contender Series guy at heart, even though I struggled to catch it much during these last I thought you'd pick tough. Just so the history of tough is very integral to the UFC. However, I think that t- what makes I think Tuesday Night Contender what's so ingenious about it, if you not even just the concept itself, but the fact that it kind of took what tough presented and made mm-hmm. it more modern. It, it's it's it feels more of a relevant option in today's day and age. Mm-hmm. The Ultimate Fighter was genius at the time because reality TV was so huge. The UFC basically presented a Trojan horse.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: They were like, "Hey, here's a reality TV. It show really was booming about then. these fighters living in a house, but really it was a way to show the product on TV to show these yeah. these fighters on TV, get these personalities out there, and look at the stars it created. It was ingenious, mm-hmm. but it ran its course. Even though we're excited for it to come back, and I'm not saying I want it to be gone, I'm right? Not. We're looking forward to doing some of our own recaps yeah. Yeah. and stuff, uh, once they bring it back. However, Tuesday Night Contender, I think, has elevated, like, I think it take, took that concept and made it better. Yeah, I love it. It took out kind of that reality show aspect, which just you know, i have. In the case. I have some fun with reality shows, but I'm just saying that I think that now UFC is so legitimate. Now it's you know, you're on yeah. ESPN, you're on ABC. You don't need the truth anymore. And another factor, tough, think of the pressure. You win the ultimate fighter, one man or woman. A lot of times those fighters haven't panned out. Probably just as many tough winners have kind of not been anything in the UFC as Mm -hmm. have become big stars. Yeah. Contender series, you're taking upwards of. Two, three, four fighters each week. Yeah, each week.
1: So That's a, that's a good point. I so mean, you're
0: really filling out your roster there. Yeah. And now, this is kind of where I'm going to play devil's advocate. The UFC is talking about cutting down mm-hmm. on their roster. Would it make more sense to introduce tough where it's like, okay, our winner gets a contract, and maybe if there's like somebody who the fans really love at home who doesn't quite win, he'll get a contract, whatever. And then you kind of... You have less people you have to worry about managing Hmm. moving forward. But I'm still going to go with Contender Series. I think it's a more fun concept. And it's better for the fighters. Tough, I don't know so much in the later seasons, but early on it was a rigorous process of cutting weight sometimes three or four times in two months. Mm -hmm. And then having to fight three or four times in two months. Yeah, they
1: fight so often in Tough. So
0: it, it, it... Fighting doesn't really—that's not how it is when you're. Doesn't really hand itself to the reality concept, but they made it work. Yeah, I just think now with how much more aware we are of like just a lot of things, you know, fighter health and safety and whatnot. You know, I think now you do these contender series, you give these guys camps to Mm -hmm. to bring, and then this is your uh, job interview. Right. I just love that concept. So I'm gonna go with uh, yeah, contender series. Good, You know,
1: you really threw me for a loop there. <laughs> and I'm going to keep it related okay. to tough. And you probably <laughs> knew this one. This yeah, way. I thought this one might
0: come because we talked about this. So but... this is a
1: kind of another different one that's not just a fight. Technically, it would turn into a fight because, like we said, coaches typically fight each other. But who do you prefer to coach the upcoming season <laughs> of The Ultimate Fighter? <clears throat> staying in the same weight class, staying with one similar person in both options. Yeah, I imagine. Kamaru Usman versus Jorge Masvidal. Colby Covington versus Jorge Masvidal. Noah, give me your thoughts. Okay.
0: So, there's a couple factors here, right? Mm-hmm. What's better for TV and what's a better fight? What feels like the more re- like what option should it be, you know, based off where all these guys are? So the easy answer, based off all of those, I just said <clears throat> based off what's more exciting for TV. What's a potentially better fight? Eh, that one, maybe not. I don't know. I, I, I'll i still side with it on this one. And then, which fight just makes the most sense? Yeah. You go Jorge Colby. However, <laughs> despite I just said all that, I'm still going to go Kamaru <laughs> okay. And there's one reason that trumps all of those I just said. A belt. A belt on the line. Yeah. The yeah. stakes are raised. If you're going to do what has been rumored and have this season air on ESPN... Raise the stakes. Yeah. Title fight to end it all on the line. And the fact that you have a champion on there as one of your coaches Mm -hmm. really adds to these guys, what these guys are learning. They're learning from it's the lineage of it. And I think that that would raise interest in this season alone. Would Jorge Colby be fun from watching on TV? Yes. But also, have you ever watched a 10 minute. 15 minute interview with Colby Covington and said, I want 45 yeah. more minutes of this. Right,
1: right, right.
0: It's just, I think that the whole idea that this, <clears throat> that like this Jorge Colby fight needs to be like the ultimate fighter coach is like, I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. If that's what they did, or what they do. <clears throat> but I think that it wouldn't be as <laughs> fun as people are thinking. I think I'd get really annoyed with Colby's shtick quite mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. Um, while Kamaru and Jorge, while there would still be that shit talking, it wouldn't feel as overbearing. I guess, you know, you've had seasons in the past, like the one you just talked about, Connor and Uriah. Connor basically was like, "This is my show."
1: Yeah, but this really—that's yeah, not some the funny point. Shit it's
0: not, it, and I'm not saying that it wasn't funny. But the point of the show isn't really for these coaches to take center stage. It's for You are them. coaching
1: these up-and-comers. And these
0: up-and-comers are supposed to be the ones that are getting They the want to learn, time. yeah. And it also, I mean, that's the whole point of it's the show. It's about them. It's building them up. Yeah. Conor McGregor didn't need built up back then. Yeah. That was I just mean, more. Fuel yeah. to the fire. So, Colby totally could see him just kind of taking that and being like... Now, I can imagine Colby Covington being a great coach. Yeah. He has shown, flat. there's been slight, you see those glimpses into you know, who the real guy is. I just wonder if once the cameras start rolling, does he kind of throw out everything he taught? See, I was going to go to the same thing. So I'm sticking with Usman Masvidal because it feels like, I think you got like this team, you got these two teams, and it's like it's building towards this big title fight. Mm-hmm. And you haven't seen a ton of title fights in tough seasons. I think it's a great way to kind of reintroduce it to this. You know, new fan base that they've kind of created for themselves.
1: Yeah, I respect that 100%. I'm going to go the other direction. <clears throat> okay. I, I prefer Colby and Jorge. And really, it's the main reason I don't want to see Masvidal and all in Usman Part 2 right now. Right. Anyway. Yeah, I, I get that. And I think Colby and Jorge, the former teammates, you know, that bitterness, the rivalry on top of, of good reality TV, they would play into that so well. But I, for one, would like to see how Jorge would be as a coach, because that he's a true veteran, been in the backyard fighting. He's he's yeah. literally when you say paid in fool, he's one of those guys too, you know. And for Colby, like you mentioned, he does have that that character that mm-hmm. he's always <clears throat> playing. But like you said, there have been glimpses and videos where you see the real humane part, and I think potentially him coaching might bring that
0: out. It might soften. The viewers might get to see another side of it. Yeah, that.
1: I, that's intriguing an intriguing piece to me. And then, of course, you know, we get those two to fight at the end of the season for a number one contender fight. They haven't fought before. Like I said, the former teammates, the rivalry, the hatred. Used to be best friends, those guys. <clears throat> Trained, I mean, like Kamaru and Gilbert. That's what Jorge and Colby used to be, at American top team. So uh, I, that's for the reason I'm going to side there. Again, main reason I don't want to see Jorge and Kamaru again. And I just think there are little bits and pieces that could make the show a little different. Like, if you go either way, I think they're like polar opposite seasons. Almost. Yeah, no,
0: I think you're right.
1: So, yeah, I, I like both options, but I'm yeah, going to go Colby. I, I think it's
0: a nice touch adding the whole former training mm-hmm. partners, former teammates thing, because I think that could play a big aspect. Well, we've
1: shown how much they built the 258. 258- Card yeah. off of it, you know. Yeah.
0: No, I definitely. I I'm all for either one. I really am. I I remember before it was really being talked about. We presented we that here yeah, on this. a long time ago. And we said Jorge Colby should be the coaches. Yes. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the internet ran away with it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying anything. It was I'm us. just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We broke if, it. If you ain't following, if you ain't subscribed, <laughs> you probably should. I'm yeah. just saying. No, I like that. Okay, so um, since you. Segue off my first one to You're your gonna second segue. one I'm going to segue off your second one to mine Because both of my fights include Mr. Kamaru Usman mm-hmm. Which champ champ fight would you rather see? Whoa
1: I know what the two options are now
0: Habib Nurmagomedov Going up and fighting Kamaro Usman For his welterweight title Or Kamaro <laughs> Usman Going up to middleweight To fight
1: Israel Adesanya. Neither. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, I'm not big on the Habib moving up. I don't. Yeah. When I look at Usman, he's so much bigger. Mm -hmm. He's fucking huge, man. And uh, I, I don't need Habib's retired. Okay. Yeah, we should leave him alone. He's retired. Damn it. That's why
0: we just talk about
1: this here. Hey Dana, baby. (laughs) Leave that man alone. He's retired. Let him ride the jet ski. You see the picture of him on the jet ski? He looks like a badass on the jet ski. It's like the guy from
0: (laughs) Lions. Yeah, yeah, just uh, riding off with the glasses
1: on. Um, Now, I don't doubt fight-wide. Here's the thing, too, though. I could see Kamaru fighting at 185 easier than I could see Habib fighting at 170. I know Habib is a big guy, and he cuts a lot of weight. But when I look at him fighting up against Usman, man, I just don't. See it. I just See, here's
0: I, the thing that I think you're forgetting. How much of an animal Habib is? Oh Look I at know. what he does to his training partners, including Daniel former Cormier. heavyweight, I know. I know. light heavyweight I know. I know. champion Daniel Cormier. I know, I
1: know, I know. But hey man, Usman and Izzy, ooh, ooh, the battle of Nigeria. That's this is why I that could be the, big. Okay the wrestler versus the striker and this and just when you call Kamaru the wrestler look what he just fucking did at UFC 250 but could he do that against usanya no. <laughs> so that's where it's fun that's where it's really fun because izzy has incredible takedown defense but he has not faced a wrestler like kamaru and he is, it's not even really not
0: seen a ton of him if at any of him on his back or no. anything
1: and for kamaru he's not faced a striker close to izzy's no, level he has not But that's a that's a big, big fight. Izzy has so many freaking yeah. super fight options. Right. I mean, he's about to have one. Then he's got John Jones. He's got Kamaru Usman, the so damn guy. This
0: one's not super realistic because I think Izzy's more focused on... Right,
1: right. But, you know, you said at the
0: beginning. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I know. I'm just saying that...
1: But people have been talking about Habib and Usman. They have that, that one
0: was a little more realistic, but I, I thought... Uh-huh. I'm siding I'm the same way. Yeah. I, I'm because you're picking Usman Otasania. I'm going right?
1: Usman Adesanya. I just don't there's nothing there to do it for me with Habib It's and so Ushman. weird
0: because Habib is a treasure, you know. He is he is one of the best ever. So you of course you want to see him fight. But once he retired, i
1: I want him to be retired. I'm in
0: my head, I don't even want like it was hard for me to even put him on here, but yeah. I was trying to think of some other, you know, uh, champ champ fights and I was like, ah, you know, but I really wanted to talk about Usman Adesanya because I just think that that, that could be that a lot of fun. That fight is
1: freaking interesting, yeah. man.
0: I almost, because I'm so. They're each other's cryptos. I'm so certain that Adesanya is going to move up to light. Well, he's moving up to light heavyweight against Blahovic. And if he wins, I'm almost for certain he's going to. He's going to heavyweight. Going to heavyweight.
1: To get three belts.
0: <laughs> that's, in my eyes, that's what's going to happen. Then he's going to drop to 170 so, and get four belts. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so I think his days at 185 might be pretty much done. Think so I was so? very close to doing Usman versus Whitaker as the option, and I thought that might tickle you a little bit. But that <laughs> wasn't what I presented. Yeah, so, yeah. Was, um But, man. Yeah, Usman, Wadasanya is the option I'm going with. Yeah. Uh, Habib's retired. Leave that Habib's man alone. Retired. Let him jet ski. Let him, Let him wrestle bears yeah. and just yeah. live on a farm or wherever he wants yeah, to Yeah, he's
1: it. doing business school, owns a farm, owns a freaking fighting organization. Yeah. This fucking guy does it all. Entrepreneur. Like, Yeah.
0: Right, but Usman and sanya truly fight, polar man. opposites. But yet, Think about there's a—they have those similarities—the Nigerian heritage, that the battle—and
1: they present each other's biggest the fight. The
0: fight—you could even do that
1: fight in Africa, the yeah. first ever event. Hey Dana, we're we're available. <laughs> I mean, saying. we have jobs, but we, you know, we can <laughs> we can put in the two Side weeks. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I love. I, it's Usman Izzy all day for me, though. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people are talking Habib and Usman, so I don't uh, disrespect it. I don't doubt it being brought up, but yeah.
0: Usman Izzy. Now, do you care if I go ahead and do my third one? Sure. Okay. Because I just, this one's, I'm, I'm curious what you're going to say about this one. Oh, shit. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, what are you, you're laughing. No. I, <laughs> what are we doing? So I'm just going to explain to some of our viewers who maybe are not as well versed and how these fight nights work or how pay-per-views work. Every title fight, five rounds. Oh, shit. And every main
1: main event, event,
0: regardless,
1: is five rounds. Don't do this. Don't do this.
0: This or that.
1: Nah, don't do this.
0: Five round co-main events, no matter if there's a belt on the line, just all co-main events, five rounds. Or,
1: I just thought thought you were going to do yes or no. (laughs) No, no, no.
0: (laughs) Or, three-round non-title fights for all fight night main events. So, basically, any fight that's not a title fight is three rounds.
1: No, no, no. Main event, belt or not, five rounds. Mm -hmm. Co-main, three rounds. I'm not budging.
0: What do you mean? It's this or that. But... Okay, wait. I have to pick one of those two? You have to pick either... What's the lesser of two evils? (laughs) You have to pick either five-round co-mains, or all non-title fights are three rounds. And I don't want you to look in the past and go, oh, well, if we did it like that, then I wouldn't get this fight or this fight. No. Look ahead. Just from now on, you you get one. Oh, you son of a bitch. (laughs) That's why I I love this one, because I know you hate both of these. I hate both
1: (laughs) so much. I'll go five round co mains because there are just so many big fights that can be co main events. So why not see an extra two rounds? Yeah. But and I but and I'm so much yeah, like, of a fan you, of fight yeah. nights that if you headline a fight night, you deserve to be like five it rounds. would
0: be awesome to see five rounds of Colby and Mosby, Carlos Felipe and Jorgen De Castro, right? <laughs>
1: Okay. I'm going I'm going with good co main events. I know, you, just... you son of a bitch. But here's the thing. So I like, want you to defend five yeah, round Yeah, so, so look events. at it this way. Talk so about So I'm gonna game. I'm gonna mention uh Branson, our good friend Branson here. Okay. So he was like um when Usman fought Gilbert, he was wishing they would have done Jorge and, and uh, Colby as a co main event. Was like okay? Imagine if you have that fight as a co-main event under the title fight, and you also do it for five rounds. Mm-hmm. Tony Ferguson, Charles Oliveira. Granted, Oliveira dominated that fight. Would have loved to see that be a five-round fight. Right. Uh, Chandler Hooker ended in the first round, but five-round <coughs> fight. Yeah. Um. It raises the stakes a little bit. Right? Yeah. So now, did you say that for pay-per-views only, or would that be in general? In general co-main events. In general. Yeah, that's fucking sucks. But anyway. <laughs> so that's the, five rounds for, for the most part. We do usually get relatively big co events. Yeah,
0: so you get five rounds of Carlos Felipe and Jorgen DeCastro. So so this you...
1: weekend, for example, we would get five rounds of Nikita Krylov and uh, Magomed Ankalaev.
0: I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm just saying that.
1: You're using a quit. Stop. I know what you're doing.
0: <laughs> so I'm actually going to go with the other option.
1: I, but, but. Okay, go ahead. I'm okay. not going to argue your point. <clears throat> I, I gave my description. So I, right.
0: I just. Don't. Okay. You don't think that every main
1: <clears throat> event needs to be five rounds?
0: No. If I'm having to pick one, I don't like either of these either. I like the way we have it now. I think we have it good. You just now. had to do it. I had to. But if I'm picking one, to me, it would make more sense to. In a way, I feel like if you do all five round co mains, it, it. It doesn't lower the stakes of a title fight, but it makes it somewhat less special when you have them just because it's like, okay, well now you're trying... And now it's like you have two main events because you're doing everything yeah. five round. And it, to me, it just it gets a little... You know, There are a lot of cards where the co-main events are not necessarily the biggest fight on the card. Sometimes you do have the third fight be better than the co-main. It, it's weird with the fight nights, right? Mm-hmm. But that's what I'm thinking. The fight now,
1: nights is where it really... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. So,
0: in my opinion, you lower all main event like non-title main events to three rounds because outside of the the couple times we've had it on a pay-per-view you know most notably with the conor mcgregor ones and then the, the bmf belt
1: yeah
0: however you know these these fight night main events they're not for belts usually so i feel like you do like the whole point to me is like if you're gonna pick one just that elevates title fights even more cuz it's like now you have to go 5 rounds yeah. to take the belt and if you're from not fighting champ. for
1: a belt but you're headlining a fight night you only get 3 yeah
0: it's just like and it, the title is the goal that's yeah. what it should always yeah, be yeah so yeah so therefore you keep those and it's like a it's kind of like um you know I don't know if you ever used to play like some Mortal Kombat back in the day but you have the ladder mm-hmm. so you're fighting your way up the ladder and it gets harder as you go right so you're hitting these 3 round fights the pressure gets on when you get to that fight night main event you win that now all of a sudden maybe you're co-main on a pay-per-view you yeah. win that now the hardest five challenge of all five belt. rounds for the belt so it's for you have 25 minutes to prove why you deserve the, the best belt. in the world yeah 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 so it gives you more time to do it but that adds an extra layer of pressure mm-hmm. you know so that's all i'm saying i i don't
1: you sly dog. Yeah,
0: it's not something I fancy for either one, but I'm Man, just... I'm just leave
1: a voice message on that one alone. <laughs> Seriously, wow. Yeah, um, well, I don't know how I'm supposed to fire back. I'm going to a fight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to middleweight, though. Okay. So we were yeah, yeah, just yeah. recently on middleweight. This is with our boy uh, Kelvin Gaslam, right? So he just yeah. got back in the win column at UFC 258. Uh, last two big weekends win. ago, big, big win. win, first win since 2018. So, who do you prefer him to fight? What do you think's a better option? The winner of Derek Brunson, Kevin Holland, main eventing March 20th, or the winner of Uriah Hall, Chris Weidman. Both would be a rematch in that instance. What do you like better for Mister Kelvin Gastelum, if I'm not mistaken, currently sitting at number eight or nine in the rankings. For the middleweight hmm. division. Hmm, hmm, hmm. See how I really just brought that vibe back down?
0: Well, no, I like this one because I'm a big Kelvin fan, so I'm, you know.
1: Kelvin's eight. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. Derek's seven. Uriah's nine. Weidman's 11. And uh, Holland is ten. So. Well,
0: to be honest, um, I don't know if either of these will actually happen because <clears throat> which one... Uh, man, this is... Do I go with which one is probably the most realistic one to happen, or do I go with the one that I would just rather see? I'll just go with the one I'd rather see. That's the concept, right? This or that. Yeah. Which one am I picking? The winner of Holland, Brunson.
1: Is this because you're assuming that will be Holland and Holland-Gastlam a really fun fight? No. Okay. Uh,
0: I think Brunson and Gastlum could be fun, too.
1: Oh, yeah. It could be, for sure. Um
0: the reason I'm picking it is because they're fresh matchups. I have yeah. no interest in seeing Kelvin Gastelum fight Weidman <laughs> or Uriah Hall again.
1: Maybe Uriah. Hey, the the Ultimate Fighter. Yeah, Rina. no, no,
0: no. maybe Uriah again. I and that's the side that's more realistic because the winner of that fight. See, I agree. If yeah. Uriah or Weidman win, I think of matchup that like makes a lot of extent. sense. Yeah, but I would be more excited for Brunson versus Gastelum or Holland versus Gastelum. However. If Kevin Holland wins that fight, I think he's being shot up to top five. And if Brunson wins, he's already ahead of Gastelum. Mm-hmm. So I think it only makes sense that he gets a top five opponent off a win like that. So I don't think it's the most realistic side, but that's the one I'm going to go with because I prefer the matchups. Yeah, I, I agree. I with, do think the Uriah Hall matchup every could there. be I, I've, The Weidman one's the one that's like, yeah, I'm, I'm good.
1: Yeah. I'll, right.
0: I'll set this one out.
1: Yeah, so... I just thought that was interesting. Again, it's Kelvin just had that huge bounce back win. And I am curious to see what would be next for him. It seems like both of those uh, are viable. I don't actually know what will come next. Like you said, if Holland can beat Brunson, he really may be skyrocketed. Maybe fight the winner, that tour uh, the Tory until fight, something yeah. like that. But uh, you know. I, I feel for our man Kelvin. I'm glad he's back and I wanted to I wanted to give him a little love here. Yeah,
0: no, I like it. I like it. I'm moving over to Bellator. Well, this is a fight here. Oh,
1: no.
0: So we got a couple Grand Prix. Oh, right? yeah. oh, yeah. So one you just just got broke an- my brain. So light heavyweight just got announced. Yeah. And then we do have our existing one going on at Featherweight. Correct. correct. It's Featherweight, not lightweight. So I thought it'd be a little fun. Two potential matchups we could see in these Grand Prix. Oh boy. Which one are you picking? Which which one would you rather see? And just to be clear, in these Grand Prix, for people that don't know, it's usually eight man tournaments. Yeah. The champion is included, but they're defending each fight. Yeah, that's a title defense. So it's not like you just hold on to the belt until you. Yeah. Because each one's a title defense. So, would you rather see the finals of the Featherweight Grand Prix between Patricio Pitbull and AJ McKee? Oh, man. Or. Would you rather see the sem- semifinals? Or would it be the yeah semi-finals Semis. Between the light heavyweight champion, Vadim Nemkov, and Rumble Johnson.
1: Pitbull, McKee. Okay. I think that fight is for who's the face of Bellator. Dare I say. Hmm. I think that's an awesome fight. McKee is on an absolute tear. Pitbull is essentially, he dethroned Bellator's face of the franchise, you know, and yeah. Michael Chandler. Yeah, he did. He's a two-weight world champion. That's a massive fight. That's like a mega fight for Bellator.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: Um, now, Nimkov versus... So you didn't say the winner of, you said Rumble.
0: Yeah, I'm not assuming Rumble's Rumble gonna, is fighting Yoel. I'm not assuming Rumble's going to beat Yoel. I'm just saying that because I think you would be more excited mm-hmm. for Rumble than Yoel.
1: That's a really fun fight, but, man, Nimkov is legit, man. That performance he had against Bader to win the belt was next-level striking and kickboxing. Oh, man. Yeah. I just think Nimkov is above most of those guys in the Grand Prix. And the biggest reason, too, I have not seen Rumble fight in so long. That I can't get so excited for him fighting Nimkov until I see him fight Yellow. Yeah, some of
0: it would depend. Yeah, some of that would probably depend
1: on um, how he looks against him. But Yolo. McKee, on the other hand, just had that crazy ass submission. I don't yeah. even know what it was called. It was the yeah. craziest looking thing I've ever seen. Pitbull, two weight world champion, on an absolute tear, dethroned Michael Chandler. And I think that that is the biggest fight to do if you're Bellator. And I think that's what they want. That's why they're on the opposite sides yeah. of the bracket. They. You know, because they're, they're assuming they're both going to get to the finals. They're like, Bellator didn't do that with Anthony Johnson and Yoel. They said, nope, we can't risk it. They're fighting <laughs> in the first round. So uh, there's a reason to that, and that's how good both those guys are. Yeah. I'm going McKee Pitbull.
0: I'm surprised you went that way, but I'm going to agree. Yeah. I, I really thought because of mm. I know how excited you are for Rumble, Rumble. to come
1: back. It's because I wanted him to fight Tiago Santos.
0: <laughs> I know. Damn it. Now we'll never see it. <laughs> I thought it was going to happen. Yeah, I to me... For Bellator, Patricio Pitbull and AJ McKee is like the biggest fight they can make right now. 100%. Going off of like all the factors that make a big fight:
1: name value, status, just the, everything. Like
0: the fact that they earned their Legacy, way there, yeah. they fought their way there oh, for a Grand Prix. You name it. They were AJ McKee still has to win his side, right? And, and Pitbull actually, still has to win. Yeah, his Pitbull bar. still has to win his side. So I mean, it's not. <laughs> It's not set well all we know neither one of them. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, it, a lot could change. But right now, it's that's the matchup that's the most exciting. And I'm going with it because much of what you said. It's face, the biggest fight. The face of Bellator. They're two of their biggest stars. I think it makes a lot of sense for that fight to really, really be something for Bellator to really, you know, build off of, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they have all these big things coming about, including the light heavyweight Grand Prix, which I'm excited for, but... That fight feels like a like a big moment for them to really grow as an organization.
1: And I think it's a more competitive fight.
0: Nemkov versus Johnson, on the other hand, it doesn't hurt that if you're going between one or the other, that that would be the semifinals. It's yeah. not the finals of the tournament. I think that might be intentional. Because I think that they want Nemkov to get a big win over a big Uh, star like Yoel or Rumble. So I think that there's a reason that they didn't put these matchups on the other sides of the bracket like they did Pitbull, Nikki. Nemkov Johnson could be...
1: A banger. Yeah.
0: I mean, Rumble Johnson, you just never know. It's just one shot sometimes. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) But we haven't seen him in a long time. So for all we know, he might get starched by Yoel. We don't know. That's what makes it so interesting. Wait, well, I'm
1: excited to see Yoel go up. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm
0: very excited for both of these, but Pitbull McKee is, like, the fight for
1: Bellator. That'd right. be one of the biggest fights Bellator's ever had.
0: I don't know if it would be one of the biggest, like, money-wise. I'm just no, saying, no, no. I'm just like saying, legit... like, that's what I'm going yeah, off of. Yeah, like, yeah. the legitimacy of the, you know, like, we were talking about masvidal Usman rematching. That fight makes, like, no sense. It's just for the money fight. fight. Yeah. But this one to me feels like it makes all the sense in the world, and they aren't two their way freight there. trains going full speed. And they, earned
1: their, they earned their way there. Yeah,
0: yeah. What's, I your, love that. what's your number four?
1: So my number four again is a tone down. Or wait, is this your? number This is five? my fourth, and then I'm gonna go a fun one on my fifth. Okay. So this is number four. It's a fight women's bantamweight. We were just talking about them mm-hmm. on our preview. We've got Miss Juliana Pena right now. She's scheduled to fight Holly Holm. That just got announced. So that's option one, right? We don't hate that fight. It's an interesting fight. They've never fought before. Grappler versus Striker. Mm -hmm. But no, I think I've got a better option in my opinion, but I'm curious to see what you pick. Okay. This or that. Juliana Pena versus Holly Holm. Or Juliana Pena versus Aspen Ladd.
0: Hmm. Pena versus Holm is what I'm gonna go with here. And a lot of this might be because Aspen Ladd has not fought in a long time. And Pena did make a bit of a statement in her last fight. The person she beat wasn't the statement.
1: Sarah she, McMahon, for those who don't know I mean
0: Sarah McMahon, good fighter. But she called out the champ. Yes she did. So I if I'm if I'm, you know, picking which one I wanna see I'm like, all right,
1: you want, to get you want the champ. The biggest name, the okay. biggest test. Beat Holly Holm. Yeah.
0: Prove that you can actually do that because you just lost to G- Jermaine Duran to me. Yeah. And I, I don't want to call it, because it was a great fight and she looked good in it, but the way she lost, being that it was GDR's first submission win of her career and that woman's been fighting Long forever, time. Yeah. you know, that's a bit of a, that's a tough L to take. So I'm like, okay, go earn it. Beat Holly Holm. Okay. To me, a win over Aspen Lad does not tell me that she's ready mm-hmm. for Amanda. Okay. Okay. A win over Holly Holm would at least put a little bit more confidence in me that she could at least give Amanda some sort of challenge.
1: I respect it. I was. I'm going opposite though. Okay. Now, of course, we are getting Holm and Pena, but mm-hmm. I like Lad and Pena. Ladd is one of the biggest women's female women's female the same word <laughs> women's prospects in all of the UFC. 25 years old. She's nine and one. Only one loss on her record that was to um, GDR, right? Correct, is what, that what it so was. What was that? Uh, Lad's only loss was GDR, yep. right? The knockout, yep, in
0: like 16 seconds, which was semi
1: controversial. She <laughs> got hit once, yeah. dropped,
0: and she looked a little dazed, but, was but trying Herb to get up. just kind of yeah, stopped yeah. it right so,
1: there. I'm big on Aspen Lad, and I think it's a really big test for both because either way, Payne is fighting up because Lad's number three right now. Ladd has not fought in over a year. She was out all of 2020. And I just think that's a really interesting stylistic matchup because Aspen is very well-rounded. Pena is well-rounded. She has shown that in her past two fights. But if you get on the ground with her, she's a different beast. Her and Holm is a striker grappler. So it's almost like you kind of already know the path to victory for both people. Mm-hmm. Especially coming off of Holm's most recent performance where she looked incredible against Irene Aldana. But we know she's just going to try and keep it on the feet, uh, pick her shots, head kicks, body kicks, all that fun stuff. Payne's going to try and just close the distance. Where her, Pena, and Lad, there's a few more question marks. And yeah. those fights are a little more fun to me, looking in, previewing, and then watching. So uh, I'm going to go Lad and uh, Pena on that one. Nice. Down
0: to the number
1: five. This five is here. it. Last one for <clears> each of us. <throat>
0: So this one I think you're also going to hate. <laughs> but I think it's I'm fine. never doing this again. I think it's so Part two fun. is it. I'm so excited to see how you <laughs> how you defend if your only option only they can see us. <laughs> oh my word. So uh, Jorge Masvidal is the... What are you doing? He is the BMF champ.
1: Yeah, what are you doing?
0: I'm setting it up. I'm setting the scene. Painting a picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's on the logo. It's on we the get. logo. Yeah. Yeah. Now, that title was a one-off. They said Was it then? They said, Yeah, they're like, Yeah, we just wanted to throw it on there because, you know, him and Nate Diaz, they it was a big fight. And
1: then a doctor stopped it. Yep. <laughs> so I rock. So,
0: This or that.
1: Oh. <laughs> Would you rather see
0: or hey defend his BMF belt or would you rather see the, in, the UFC introduce an NMF belt?
1: I'd rather see him defend the BMF <laughs> belt. That's not even a question. Dude. Now, although there is one clear front runner for the NMF, and that would be Mr. Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Yes, yes, the problem is be. you're not going to find anyone nice enough to fight for it with him. I disagree. Who?
0: I think someone like, if you want to be a little cheeky with it, maybe you do like a catchweight. Jack Jacker Manson is a very nice guy. <laughs> Michael Chandler is a very nice guy. Catch weight.
1: (laughs) I hate this. I hate it.
0: You're going to pick... Well, are you you going to defend it? Yeah, so I'm... Because right now I'm starting to think
1: maybe I go in NMF. No, no. Because
0: you're not saying anything.
1: One, we don't have to make another new belt. The BMF belt is out there somewhere in Jorge's house. So we're just going to bring that back out one more time. Put it on the line. Who it could be against? Um, (laughs) I'm not going to run it back with Nate um let's see i mean shit maybe just throw out in there for shits and giggles i don't know he's a pretty bad dude i don't know man i hate this so much i don't even want to talk about it but i don't want another make-believe belt made oh okay. that's the biggest thing so, i don't want another make-believe so you belt just
0: want to see the first make-believe belt get defended you're an ass like it's a real belt
1: you're an ass a <laughs> literal donkey on the set listen man this is terrible
0: Because technically, wouldn't Masvidal's loss to Usman mean that
1: Usman's champ champ? Usman is the baddest motherfucker.
0: Usman's champ champ. He's welterweight
1: champ. So yeah, when you're putting it that way, yeah, I want to see the BMF belt get defended again because Usman has to defend his other belt too, and they'll just on the line at the same time. There we go. Case closed. Boom. I'm done. You go ahead and go because I don't want to talk about it anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe you just Um, did that.
0: Yeah, so here's the thing. See, when I put these fun ones on here that I know you're going to hate, I don't like them either. So then I, I have to talk about I would him.
1: rather Stephen Thompson change his nickname from Wonder Boy to Nicest Motherfucker and just come out that way on the octagon. As his name I think
0: I'm gonna go the other way. <laughs>
1: of course, of course. Because the ultimate fighting championship presents the nicest motherfucker. <laughs> no,
0: no, 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 no.
1: Listen, listen. I hate this. What are they gonna do? Have a thumb war? Come on, Noah.
0: No, just listen. I need
1: Wonder Boy to fight. Leon. Can I talk
0: yeah. I I, I'm, ha- I'm half of this all right <laughs> the reason the biggest reason for this is because there's a lot of confusion because Jorge still has that BMF belt in on somewhere in his house
1: he just give it to the rock but
0: he already lost to Usman so technically the belt should be Usman so if you bring it back for him to defend against like Nate Diaz or Nick Diaz or whoever it might be. To me, there's no point because then you're just confusing everybody because Usman should have the belt while you do an NMF belt and everybody knows it's stupid, (laughs) but you, you do it just for shits and gigs because Steven Thompson has earned it. (laughs) Fading bull. Yeah. So in my opinion, if the UFC, if they want to bring in this younger audience, right, they just announced a partnership with TikTok. They're really trying to bring in the younger demographic. You introduce a nice little a nice little NMF belt, and then you put it on the line, and everybody knows it's kind of a meme, it's a joke, and that's going to bring in the kids.
1: Would this belt have Spongebob on it? Huh? I mean, what, what's the belt going to look like?
0: You want me to design a belt right here on the podcast? Yeah. Well, I'm not going to. <laughs> because... That's about the dumbest thing you've ever asked me to do. <laughs> Point being. This is awful. I think it's a great idea to introduce an M- <laughs> BMF belt. While if you defend a BMFL, that would just be stupid. Now you're number five. All right. Venom's coming up. <laughs> Oh, okay. Venom. I, I thought you were talking about the movie, like the sequel. I'm like, I'm like really, you were making fun of
1: mine. Venom, for those of you that don't know, starting in April, right around the corner, one more month and Reebok's out of here. Venom will be the official merchandise partner, but not shoe partner. No, 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 that's still Reebok until the end of the year. Venom will be the official apparel dealer, sponsor of the UFC. So now my question for you. Mm-hmm. When Venom comes along come April, one consistent look or theme, kind of how Reebok is with the suits, the fighter kits, Mm -hmm. or do we go back to the good old days, Noah, with Condom Depot and all that fun little sponsorships on fighter shorts? What do you think?
0: Uh, See, this is the worst one. Oh! This is way worse than mine. (laughs) This is so much worse because it's damned if I do and damned if I don't. You really set me up for failure. See, at least with mine, yours had no stakes to them. But for me, I'm either saying, do I want to say, fuck the fighters and go with the Reebok kits? Or do I want to say, fuck the legitimacy of the sport and go with Condom Depot and Al's Toy Barn? Granted, today we see (laughs) If you know, you know. If you know, you know. Um oh my god, um this is Well, I'll go. No, I no, can go. I you asked me. Well, so I you're gotta just go. wanting to think. No, I know the no, answer. No 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 no, 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 no. I got my answer. I'm gonna flip a coin. You ready?
1: There's no coin being flipped.
0: Condom depot. <laughs> All right. Now <laughs> Safety first. Now here's here's the thing. I think there's I'm only answering that because I'm gonna cheat a little bit and say that there's a way for the UFC to kind of filter their sponsors Yeah, they allow for especially now because Mm. in this day and age you can't I don't think Condom Depot and Al's Toy Barn Mm. can be on there well it's like (laughs) (laughs) you keep rushing over (laughs) now now the Reebok like I like the clean look of like okay
1: especially the ones they have now like a two ten They could
0: be a lot better. They're a bit boring. But I like the idea of they just a look uniform. more like
1: professional athletes. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So I think there's something there with the Reebok look. But I don't think it's – I would like to see a little more personality thrown in like Bryce Mitchell with the camo, yeah, stuff yeah. like that.
1: I'm excited to see what Venom does. So
0: I, but I do think that Fortifighters, let them earn their money. So filter in the sponsors. Say like, okay, you can only be – if these sponsors want to be with you and you can have a huge list – then you can put maybe small decals somewhere on your shorts.
1: Well, it's like some exclusive athletes with the Reebok deal did get the monster logo. I mean, they did get the P3 protein You know, it's pack. similar
0: to like NASCAR does that. You know, yeah. their their cars are sponsored. Like, the usually, you know, being a kid, and I would watch some occasional NASCAR race or play a NASCAR game, I didn't always know the guys driving the cars, but I knew the car by the, it was like, oh, there's the M&M car. There's yeah. the Home Depot car. That's yeah. Tony Stewart. I yeah, don't know. Tony yeah. Stewart. Um, so in that way, like I think you can kind of, you know, the NASCAR doesn't allow Condom Depot to be on their vehicles, nor do I think Condom Depot is throwing around that kind of money. <laughs> but point being, I'm always gonna. I want to be a proponent for fighters to get yeah more pay money, get that money. So I think there's a way, there's an in the middle there that you can do. But if I have to choose one, then I mean, fuck it, man, just. As long as it's good fights, I guess. What the hell. I hate that one. <laughs> Sorry. That one was worse than any of mine.
1: Oh, shut it. <laughs> um, there is something about a clean look across the board. But it's been so controversial. We've talked about this before, I think. And like you said, I think there is a way to have a really perfect middle ground. Um, but I'm going to go... Fighters as well. That is what you did, right? Fighters. Right. You went fighters, right? Not one clean look. You went fighters with sponsors, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm siding with you, so we're agreeing. See? Okay. We're agreeing. Still stupid. But I I think there's just a way to work out, like Noah said, the proper sponsorship. So, like, there's specific brands that are partnered with the UFC, and then they can choose the fighters that they want to partner with and expand their brand with. Where Venom is still gonna have a huge portion or say in the attire. You know, like that badass logo they have with like the snake fangs, Mm -hmm. real big on like the right side of your leg and like on the chest plate of like the women's kits or whatever. But then still, you've got plenty of area on the ass or on the left leg for the individual fighter sponsors. And nowadays, it's gonna be a lot cleaner of a look. They're not just gonna be thrown like fighter trunks used to look like NASCAR cars. There were just sponsors all over. It, w- it wasn't a clean look. It was right. just all over the place. And again, if you got all the sponsors, get that bread. I'm, you know. Yeah, I
0: know. I'm not opposed to them doing that. I just...
1: But uh, I think there's a way to have it look clean and professional, but at the same time allow fighters to have their individually out, mm-hmm. individuality, build their brand yeah. with brands that cater to them, and therefore build an audience. If a fighter or if a fan tunes in and sees, oh, uh, that fighter's got... Monster, well, that's, a, that's an easy one that they've been doing. But, like, Manscaped. They've got Manscaped on their trunks. And I use Manscaped whatever. I mean, what like if
0: that. you do it like how NASCAR, like, the, you know, when we're talking about, like, the Home Depot car was orange. That's the yeah. color. What if we had a fighter that's big sponsor was Home Depot? And orange, had orange trunks. Orange
1: trunks. So With, like, it, one Home Depot logo. It builds logo. some
0: individuality because I think that the basic color scheme the UFC has is just a bit too basic. Mm-hmm. You know, Bryce Mitchell... He'd probably have freaking uh, field, pro field, field, and field and stream at all. And camo shorts. Yeah, like yeah. that would be sick, right? Yeah. So I think that there is a way to do it without it compromising the aesthetic. Right. That's that's kind of what I'm getting at.
1: Because you want a clean, professional look, but you want to support the in, yeah. the individual fighters. I mean, I guess. And I, there is a middle ground to where like the, the UFC is obviously still gonna like get the bag. I don't know if the bag's gonna be as big as Reebok. I can't see this deal with Venom being larger monetary-wise, but I think that's also why it's going to play out a lot differently. Yeah. I think it's going to really be different come April.
0: I feel like the power balance with the Reebok deal sided more with Reebok making most of the calls in the UFC. Whereas, just kind of following And well. and
1: that was their intro into MMA. Venom has been there. Yeah. Venom's been sponsored with fighters So they're actual fans years. of the sport. Exactly. And with the
0: Reebok deal, I think it's apparent that, especially when it first happened, they weren't necessarily yes. so... Considering Spelling names wrong, yeah, bad. Anderson Aldo,
1: yeah. I think Venom is going to be able to really do some cool shit, man. Yeah, I I hope so. I hope so. Cool, like collaborations, and they know the fight game, and that's why I think the UFC went with this direction. To be honest, yeah. Outside, you know, the shoe deal still Mm -hmm. Reebok, but that's yeah,
0: still stupid option. Still stupid
1: question, but yeah, I I think it's fun. (laughs) We went all over the place. (laughs) This is the perfect this or that episode.
0: So. That's the end of part two of this or that. that was... If you have a this or that that you would like us to talk about on a future episode yeah. of this concept, leave a voice message or, again, give your thoughts and we'll put it on Friday's episode. As for the rest of the week, Friday, oh. big preview episode, big fight night, big boys. Mm-hmm. Again. One biggie boy. Yeah, this is Going up against the real Ghané. The Frenchman. Yep. Heavyweights going at it. Probably not going five rounds.
1: And a six-fight main
0: card. Six-fight main card. So we'll be breaking those down on Friday. There might even be a couple other prelim fights spiced into the preview as well. And then obviously Monday we will recap and review all the action that took place Saturday. But until then, Dominic Slee, tell the good people where they can find you on social media.
1: Twitter, Instagram, at dcly14 podcast on twitter instagram at b a j underscore mma podcast
0: and as for me if you go to my bio on twitter or instagram at nt baker underscore you'll be taken to our link tree which gives you the links to all the platforms that the podcast is on along with the social media platforms that includes the twitter the instagram the youtube channel and spotify google and apple podcast it's all on there baby and there's a couple links for the anchor page first leaving a voice message we're hitting it hard in 2021 if that hasn't been apparent enough if you have a thought about an upcoming fight a news story if you just want to say hi or tell us we're a piece of shit you got 60 seconds to do so and there's a link if you want to become a supporter of the podcast that just provides with a few dollars a month all that money goes back into improving the quality of the podcast whether it be audio equipment or down the line doing a video podcast so again you can find all that if you go to my bio on twitter or instagram at NT Baker underscore, but
1: with that, we're out and we'll see y'all on.